Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. I'm going to tell you a story of when $100 made me cry and how you can do the same thing for others. Before I do, I want to share with you a Funny Papers edition. There's actually a couple different stories in here around my stepdad, Paul Tibbetts. So here you go. My stepdad, Paul Tibbetts, entered my life when I was around four or five. He married my mom in 1987 when I was 10 years old. Super cool. His parents were successful business owners, Monty and Shelley Tibbetts. I have shared about them on this podcast before. That's Grandma Shelley. Eat With Your Eyes First was an episode that she taught me. And what's so cool is because they had success, they had money, they picked up their new step-grandson in a limo from my fifth grade classroom, which was awesome. I got to get in the limo when they called me out, and I'm looking out the window of the limo, and all my fifth grade classmates, and actually the entire school was looking out the window, who's the rich kid in the limo? Yup, I wasn't rich, but I got picked up in a limo to go to my mom and new stepfather's wedding. So that's a cool memory. And there's so many great memories I have with my stepdad. He's been amazing to me and has treated me as a son. And I call him dad. I don't call him Paul anymore. I call him dad because he's earned that. And I have a real father and my grandfather, who's the man that really raised me. He's gone now. He's with Jesus. But I still have my dad. I still have my stepdad, Paul. So it's great. I'm very blessed in that arena. Let me share the funny stories. So today is March the 1st at the release of this episode, and it happens to be my birthday. I just turned 44 years old. Yay, another year closer to 50. (laughs) Whatever. But what's even more fun is that I had a great birthday present 10 years ago today. It's also my son Colby's birthday who turned 10. So happy birthday, Colby. When I was 15, 16, 17 years old, my stepdad Paul took me skiing and it was so much fun it was a birthday tradition it was the guys getting out and I had baby sisters at home so he lived with his wife his daughters and his stepson so we had a lot of fun together throwing the football having a catch doing dumb stuff (laughs) of course and going skiing and during skiing trips we were hacks we would attempt to go down the blue squares the intermediate courses and we would look for the little side trails with the jumps on them and we'd hit them And we'd jump, and then we'd land awkwardly, like Daffy Duck in the air, mostly him. Skis would fly off. I won't go into deep detail on these stories, but, I mean, there's stuff where it's my birthday, I'm 16, and we're on a slope at night, and it's pure ice in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. And so you try to do a little slalom technique. You try to cut a blade going to your right or left, and and you go straight down the mountain on a sheet of ice. And you got your skis going with you, one on your foot, one off. And there's my stepdad, Paul, cracking up at my expense. And we turn the tables. When he hits a jump after I successfully completed it, he hits it a little bit too fast. I'm like, Dad, Dad, slow down. There goes the flip. There goes ski one, ski two, land on the back. Boom. 
Oh, it is hilarious. One ski lands upright, the other one went down the hill. So these are some stories that I have as memories on March the 1st in years gone by. And here's another story that I think is pretty fun to share about my stepdad, Paul. And this happened recently. Not too recently because his father, Monty Tibbetts, who I just shared, Grandpa Monty, he passed away back in 2018. But this is something that happened just before him passing away. I believe it was maybe 2017. So Paul Tibbetts owns All Seasons awnings and fabric structures out of Marmora Township, New Jersey. Definitely check that out. I put the link in the show notes. And Paul and his father, Monty, were going to work together and they were hanging out, father and son. Actually, his father owned his own awning company as well. So they're doing work together, going all over. And so one day they're working together and Grandpa Monty was ribbing on dad and he's ribbing on him for a while. He says, hey, Paul, what are you taking that ginkgo biloba stuff for? He says it helps him remember things. And so Grandpa Monty would always kind of rib him. Say, hey, hey, Paul, did you take your ginkgo yet? You take your ginkgo? You take your ginkgo? He's like, yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, that's whatever, dad. So one day, dad forgets something while he's at work with his dad. And of course, Grandpa Monty, he said this with a little bit of sarcasm. Hey, Paul, did you take your ginkgo today? Paul said, no, I forgot. (laughs) It probably sounded funnier when Dad told me that, but I just thought it was hilarious, and maybe not. Let's move on to the podcast episode. All right, let's get back to the main message for this episode, when $100 made me cry. In my first full year as a solo cleaner, I worked a lot, but we had no money. You've heard my story on the podcast a dozen times. I'm not going to go into detail again, but high-level summary, we lost our car to repossession in November of 2005, low point. We had $170,000 in debt, 33 debt collectors, and that did not include a house. We rented a house and barely could afford that. We earned under $2,000 per month. We lived in a ghetto that was dangerous. We had bill collectors calling us every day. We lived five hours away from our closest family, and we were still new parents trying to figure out how to even do that. In December 2006, we had no idea how we'd pay for our rent. We'd pay for anything. It sucked. We had no car now. Well, we had the one I used for business. We had to use that for everything. But we essentially had one car that I was always away, so... Teresa had nothing. And a burden that we had, big one, is, okay, we can't pay for our bills. Obviously, we couldn't afford a car because they just took it away on a flatbed. How are we going to pay for Kenny's Christmas presents? He's two this year. How are we going to get him something cool? And that's where I'd like to introduce you to my good friend, Sean Rogers. Sean and I were in the Amway business together up in New York for many years. Today, he's doing work with Disney and helping people plan out really cool packages and travel things. So if you're ever looking to do any Disney-related travel and you're looking for some really good deals, connect with Sean. I put his Instagram link in my podcast notes. So anyway, you know we're in the Amway business together. And the way that we do Amway is there's always a regular meeting every Tuesday night. And we'd get together, we'd go over the business plan, we'd bring guests there and let them see what we were doing. And then afterwards, we'd have some time for just the business owners to kind of do some training. And then after the training, people that were the lightweights would go home and then the committed ones would go out to TJF Fridays and we'd have a two, three hour mastermind with all kinds of good munchies, potatoes 
and nachos and sandwiches and cheesesteaks, and everyone got to eat them and learn. And there's me and Teresa with our lemon water because we had no stinking money. So it's probably obvious that we're not doing great, but yet we were there learning, getting our minds around the heat. And it was great business mindset. We learned all those Tuesday nights. Well, one particular Tuesday night, we get out of TGI Fridays. It's getting close to Christmas. And Sean's, hey, Ken, Ken, hold up. I was trying to get to my car. I'm like, hey, Sean, what's up? He's like, hey, man, I just want to say Merry Christmas to you guys. And how's things going? And I'm like, it's okay. Because I was very optimistic. He's like, how's it going with Kenny and doing the Christmas shopping and stuff? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're working on that. And he says, cool, awesome, right? And so he, he leans in to give me a hug, you know, like, oh, good stuff, man. Merry Christmas. And he gives me a handshake after that, but it was like Italian handshake. Is that really a thing? I actually don't know. I'm Italian. I've never had this happen until Sean. <laughs> but I felt something a little bit crunchy in my hand. And it, no, it wasn't a leftover potato chip from TGI Fridays. It was paper crinkly. And when I opened up my hand, there was a $100 bill sitting there. I looked at him and I said, Sean, what? He said, Take it, Ken. I said, I can't take, no, take it, Ken. I want you to get your son a Christmas present with it. I, I didn't know what to say. Pride was kind of welling up, like, I can't take it, I can't take it. But he wants to give it to me. Remember, allow a giver to give? Well, I didn't learn that lesson until 10 years after this. I really had trouble, but I'm just like, no, I don't know what to do. But I can see it. I knew he was doing well with money. We were the same age. He was doing well in the Amway business, plus he had some other investments, and I probably knew deep down that that $100 was not that big of a deal to him. But oh my gosh, that $100, as I clamped my hand around it, and I said, thank you. I will get Kenny a good present. I'll let you know what I got. And I promise I'll put this to good use. And he's like, no, Ken, just take it. It's a gift. Get something for your son. He gave me a hug and he says, Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. I just stood there. It's December. It's freezing upstate New York. Just stood there. I hear Teresa, Ken, come over to the car. Come on, let's get in. It's getting cold. Turn the heat on. I walk over. I get in the car and I just start crying. And Teresa says, what's wrong? What's wrong? I open my hand and I said, look. She says, what? Where'd you get that? I said, Sean just gave it to us. He wants us to get a present for Kenny for Christmas with it. And she welled up too. I'm welling up. We're crying. And I don't remember the details of what we talked about next. But I'll tell you what, those tears were real. We had nothing. We had no money. We couldn't even afford the stinking air we were breathing. We were so poor then. But you know what? I guess Sean probably sensed that we weren't buying food for 19 weeks in a row, drinking lemon water, probably knew we had no money, even though I wasn't admitting it. And he's got money. And he probably, being a Christian, got a message from God saying, go give $100 to your friend Ken. And he's obedient. He did what he was supposed to do, and I took it, and it changed our world. That $100 changed our world. We were now able to get the train set. I think it's called the Imaginarium train set. We got it at Toys R Us. don't even know if they're still in business. This is 2006. Got the train set. It was about $150, so we put the $100 towards it, and we were able to scrounge up another 50 bucks somehow. We got the train set. Oh, it was awesome. We wrapped it. It came with a train table and everything. We're so excited to be able to give that to our son. It's just amazing. All thanks to a friend that was a giver and was well off financially. The impact of that $100 bill was huge. $1,000 wouldn't even do it today, what 100 did back then. Honestly, 
we're not well off yet. We're doing a lot better. We're out of debt. We're on our way to great things. But I'm not sure that $10,000 would be as impactful as that $100 bill was in 2006. When you've got nothing, an ounce or a dollar or $100 is like a million dollars to you. And that's exactly how it felt. And this simple gesture of $100 that someone with money gave to someone without, it was no sweat off of his brow. But you know what it did for me? It gave me hope again that I could do it. At the lowest point in 2006, I knew in 2007, I can do it. I got people that love me, that got my back. I can do this. And I also resolved in my heart, I want to be able to pay this forward. And when I have money, I want to be able to give $100 to someone that makes a huge deal to you turn the clock ahead, and I'll come back to the story. But now, we go to restaurants. Yes, we've been able to buy meals for other people after we leave, and it feels great to do that. We often get the bill, we look at the tip, and okay, maybe 20% is $10, 25% is $12, whatever it is. And then here's what we're saying. Okay, do we give 20 to 25%? I say, no, that's the wrong question. 25% a minimum? Look, we could give 12 we could give 20. And the, if we give 20, what do you think? Is us losing 20 as big of a deal as her gaining 20? She's working for these tips. We both agree, yeah, $20 tip would change her night. And so every time we always give more, always give the benefit of the doubt to the server because they're working for those tips. And I encourage you to become a giver like this. Look, I don't know where you are right now with finances. You may be starting out desperately needing this business to work for you like Teresa and I were in 2005 and 2006. Maybe you're well off. But let me just ask you this. If I met you on the street today and handed you a $100 bill, would it change your world? Would it make you cry? Would it give you hope? Would it change your month, your year, your decade? For some, no. But for many others out there, big time. I want to challenge you to grow your business to the point where you can give outrageously more than just the tips, more than just the $100. How about on Christmas Eve, like my buddy Vincent, and giving out $20, $50 bills to people that are working on Christmas Eve? Why are they working on Christmas Eve? Because they need the money. That's why. They'd rather be home with their families. I think it's amazing. I want you to get to that point where we can all give outrageously. I want you to earn so much that you can give hundreds away and not impact you one bit. But to the ones you gave the cash, their lives could be filled with the hope that I had on that December evening in 2006. Why else would you be building your business right now? We are put on this earth to help and to love our fellow man. Let's all learn from Sean Rogers and do likewise. Grow your business and pay it forward. And I think of the closing scenes of It's a Wonderful Life, my favorite Christmas movie. Look at what that man, George Bailey, did. He thought he was a loser. He wasn't popular. No one liked him. He had no money. Look at all these other people with money, with great lives, and he was ready to throw it all away until he found out what it would have been like without him ever born. And when he came back to it, look at all the people that stepped in to give George his hope back. For George, it was only a couple dollars per person. It changed his world. So I ask you again, why else would you be building this business? Yes, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Get some financials in place. Pay off some debt. Get some savings. Buy a house. Yes, all those things. Invest in your future. Yes. But there's things beyond the things that you need. 
How about your church? How about your community? How about the people working Christmas Eve? How about the people in the parking lot? The single mom that doesn't have enough groceries to feed the four kids she's putting in the car. There's tons of people that have need. Let's go be the people that provide that need. Go grow your business. Oh, that was a fun reminder to go back in time and to relive that $100 bill and how that made me feel. I want to ask you, are you new to solo cleaning or considering starting your own solo cleaning business? I encourage you, check out my free solo cleaning quick start guide right on the top corner of my website. The link is provided in the show notes and that will definitely bless you and get you on the right track in your brand new solo cleaning business. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.